0: Hi everyone, this is Fernando Flores, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, let's get right to it. Today I am covering an MBE subject, the TAC Review, just to make sure that you have the the bird's eye picture of this particular subject. Um, You have probably been, you know, studying a lot of the rules and a lot of the you know, sub issues and the sub elements. And that's really good. And it's this kind of back and forth between making sure that you understand those rules and sub rules and sub elements, and then also understand how it fits into the big picture. So it's really, really important to continue to have an understanding of the flow of each subject. And today, today evidence, one of the things that I wanted to tell you about evidence is you you really have to look at it from the perspective of... Of, of a trial attorney, right? And so what I mean by that is, you know, if you've done trial work um, or if you've worked at a law firm where they've done trial work, right, um, you know, the main thing that a trial attorney does is they focus on bringing evidence in and keeping evidence out, okay? Okay. When I was a trial attorney for the labor commissioner's office in the various nonprofits that I worked at and in in the private firm that I worked at, that was my main goal as a trial attorney. It was either to bring evidence that helped my case or to keep evidence out that hurt it, right? And so when we get into evidence, keep that frame of mind. It's really important that you don't forget that. Okay, And the, when you write an essay, right? when we're focusing on writing an essay, the parties, when you do your analysis, are going to be fighting whether a particular type of evidence, right? whether it's testimony or writing or, or a statement and utterance that was made, whether some type of evidence is either going to come in or going to be excluded. That's ultimately what they're going to be fighting about so a lot of the rules fit into that frame of reference so keep that in mind as we move forward okay so let's get started the very first and for those of you that have gotten the bar exam game plan program as you know just pull up the evidence outline and that's literally what i'm going through okay and you could just follow along with that all right so for the first part is relevance relevance there's two parts to it there's logical relevance Right and there's legal relevance. So when we are focusing on whether a certain type of uh, a piece of evidence should come in or not, we have to ask these two uh, preliminary issues. Okay, is the evidence logically relevant? Does it tend to prove or disprove a material fact? And then legally relevant. Okay, even if it's even if uh, the evidence has probative value, right? Does it does that probative value? outweigh any unfair prejudice confusion of the issues or misleading of the jury or undue delay or waste of time all right so just because it's logically relevant it doesn't mean that it's automatically in you still have to look at well you know what if we bring this evidence in it's gonna really mislead the jury right or you know what we don't need this voluminous set of documents that's just an undue delay or or waste of time Uh, we can do with a sampling of it right so you still have to examine whether certain evidence is legally relevant now after you examine relevance and the evidence appears to be relevant right then you have to get into reliability of the evidence this is all still within the first section and reliability basically gets into authentication and proper foundation. So there's going to be a certain way that you authenticate testimony. There's going to be a certain way that you lay the foundation for a writing, right? And <clears throat> for voices, physical objects, that's, that's one of the things that you have to keep in mind in relation to reliability, right? Right. And then there's other forms of bringing in evidence that are reliable, like judicial notice, uh, burdens of proof, and presumptions, okay? So that's the very first section. It basically gets down to logical relevance, legal relevance, and reliability. The second section relates to, all right, we have logical relevance, we have legal relevance, this piece of evidence is reliable. Are there any extrinsic policy exclusions? Basically, is this... Even though this evidence is relevant and it's reliable, should it be excluded because public policy favors the behavior? So that gets down to, you know, getting liability liability insurance, subsequent remedial measures, settlement offers, uh, payment or offer to pay medical bills, or guilty pleas. Okay? So, you know, I handled a lot of cases in civil court where we entered into settlement um, and, you know, that's not evidence that can come in because courts favor our system, our legal system favors settlement. It favors the parties coming to an agreement uh, on their own terms, you know, without having to uh, use up more court time and resources. Right. And so we don't want to bring this evidence that they made an offer to try to settle as showing that they're actually liable. So that's an example of how an extrinsic policy exclusion works. All right. The third part is character evidence. And a lot of folks get tripped up because character evidence has its own standalone section. And really, it gets down to what are the types of character evidence that can come in or stay out. And I really, really want to just make it simple for you. Character evidence is treated differently in civil cases versus criminal cases. So a preliminary issue for you to think about is like, okay, somebody's trying to bring in some form of character evidence. One, is this a civil case or a criminal case, right? And then two, what kind of evidence am I looking at? Is this reputation of a person in the community? Is it opinion testimony of a witness who knows the person? Or is it a specific act? right and each one is going to be treated differently depending on whether you're in a civil case and criminal case and that's going to be your job to memorize how those rules work okay the next big part the fourth part is how do you impeach a witness what are the methods you know those are the where the prior consistent statements come in uh, bolstering prior inconsistent statements bias prejudice also character comes up right character is a form of impeaching a witness and so you again have to keep in mind okay am i uh, is this question, whether it's an MBE or an essay asking me about uh, impeachment of a witness using character in a civil case or in a criminal case, you know, what, what are the rules in relation to that? And then also another way of impeaching a witness is they have defects in memory, perception, or knowledge, right? The fifth section is privileges, right? And so even though uh, somebody wants to testify, they could potentially be limited or prohibited from disclosing certain confidential information if a special relationship exists. So where does this special relationship exist? It typically, for example, exists with attorney clients, uh, the marital uh, privileges, spousal immunity and marital communications, doctor patient, psychotherapist client, clergy penitent, Right. There's also uh, the privilege of against uh, self-incrimination. And then you got to know the rules relation to eavesdropper okay? eavesdroppers. OK. All right. In the sixth section, the sixth big section is hearsay. Right. An out of court statement offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted. And what you need to know here are two are two main things. Two main things. The first one is, uh, is this question really asking whether this particular uh, statement is even hearsay, right? Because if it's an admission or a prior statement of a witness, right? Or if it's a statement offered to show a state of mind, right? Or or one of those, then it's not hearsay. Right? But if it is a uh, not of course statement that's being offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted, then the issues that are going to come up are well Can it be admissible under one of the exceptions? And that's where all these different exceptions come in, in relation to former testimony, declarations against interest, um, dying declarations, right? And then excited utterances, present sense impressions, present state of mind, all of those, okay? And really, it's it's just a matter of you sitting down and looking at what, all of those different exceptions are, and understanding how they're different from each other. So some of them relate to, okay, the declarant is just completely unavailable. And so they fall under that category. Some of them relate to, hey, this is a spontaneous statement. It's so spontaneous that we are going to rely on it. Because we trust, you know, when somebody does an excited utterance there they don't have control over what they said they weren't thinking about it. they just uttered it, and so therefore, the fact that it was made under the stress of the excitement from a particular event, you know we're gonna go ahead and give it its due weight okay so those are just some examples uh if you if you have you know the this particular outline for evidence is um uh, it's like less than three and a half pages. So if you need something that's short, that's succinct, I mean, definitely get the program. If you already got it, just go through and and just, you know, cross out whatever you've memorized and whatever you haven't, you know, work on that to pack in as much of the information as possible. And a word on that, I've mentioned it before, I'll mention it again. I have not met anyone that has memorized every single rule and I don't I'm 110% sure that there's not going to be anyone that memorizes every single rule. Just aim to know as much of it as possible. Aim to understand, again, the flow of the subject and understand how it works. Okay, because that's also really, 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 really important. All right, I leave you with that. Good luck as you continue to memorize as much information and understand as much information as possible. And if you need any support, as always, don't hesitate to reach out, bar exam gameplan at gmail.com. Have a great one and I'll catch you at the next episode. Take care.